Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brandon Escott in for Bob Stoffer this evening. Final half hour of Oilers Now. Before we give way to inside sports, reminder that uh, Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. And by much more, they mean this. The new Canadian club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. Visit royalpizza.ca. And we hope that there's... Fewer pizzas being served up this year by Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse. And that's essentially the theme of the text line. When I ask what constitutes a successful season this year for Darnell Nurse, who we heard from in the first half hour of the show. If you missed that, you can catch it via podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your ear candy. But uh, Reed Wilkins, in your opinion. Hello. What constitutes a successful season for Darnell Nurse? Uh, if the Oilers win the Stanley Cup. And nothing less? <laughs> well, I think we have to start, first of all, with, with team success. I, I really do. What, uh, what constitutes a successful season for any of these guys at this point? They want to win. At, at, the, at the end of the day, or in the, or in the analysis of, or the look back on McDavid's career 20 years from now when he's likely retired from the NHL. I don't know if he's going to play 28 years in the league, though he could. He could. Uh, is anybody going to care this year if he got 170 points or 150? Both are possible. <laughs> Both are prolific. Um, but the team, as we know, is in win-now mode. Um, for Darnell Nurse, I, look, I, I think he just has to keep being himself. I, I thought last season he actually had a pretty good year uh i mean his five i'm just double checking where he was five on five amongst defensemen scoring but it, it was pretty good top 10 top 10 I'll, I'll i'll bring it up here um the, the here here's the problem and this hasn't just happened with darnell nurse it happened with taylor hall and and with with sam gagne and with sean horkoff when there's a big contract you got the limelight on you and I, I know from not just being a sports broadcaster, from being a sports fan all my life, mm-hmm. listening to John Short when I was seven years old, I guess contracts weren't as public then, but when you get a big contract, 
that's really going to bother some some people. Some people. I think a lot of people are like, okay, whatever. He negotiated the deal. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the team wins. Stoff had a great line. Stoff Stoff had a great line this past season. I can't remember when he said it, but he, but he said. Some people are so upset about the Darnell Nurse contract that you'd think he was being paid with their money. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, I mean, yes, you're, you're not uh, wrong. That it's is like, a good line. So I, people I, want to die on that. I, hill, I, I, I noticed this from, and here's what I here's what I want to say to people. Um, if if you actually, first of all, I want to clarify this. You can make an argument. A very strong argument that Darnell Nurse is overpaid. Yes. However, I want people to remember, you and I have the privilege of being in the media uh, media level during games. We have the privilege of talking to other scouts, occasionally even a, a, an executive in some capacity with another team, with other media people around the league. The consensus I have gathered from that is there was no way Darnell, the first number of Darnell Nurse's contract was anything less than an eight. So when I hear, well, that he's a $6 million defenseman, they should have only paid him six and a half. They should have dug their boots in and only paid him seven. Like you can make, and this is an argument I made. You could have said, Darnell, we can't pay more than Leon. Even though there's inflation and contracts go up, we, we need you to, to take eight and a half because that's what, I mean, you can, you can make that argument, but it was the summer of 9.9, you know, 9.25. So I, Darnell Nurse is not perfect, which doesn't mean he's bad. There's, there, it's, they're not equatable. Uh, and yes, he had some tough games. I, I wish the playoffs with him and CeCe would have been a little bit better, yeah. certainly against Vegas, but I can say that for a lot of other players too. But here's the one thing I want to say, and people have heard me say this before about other players. If he is, if he is such a flawed defenseman, why has Todd McClellan used him so much? Why did Ken Hitchcock use him so much? Why did Dave Tippett use him so much? Why does Jay Woodcroft use him so much? Now, Ekholm is gives a different dimension. And Ekholm was very, very good. So, yes, that's going to help Darnell Nurse. But, I, I, like, here's the thing. What constitutes a good season uh, for Darnell Nurse? Honestly, if he is, in my mind, similar to what he was last year, it's probably a pretty good season. You know, of, of, avoid the big gaffes. He's he, look. He's he's not going to win the Norris Trophy. He's not going to probably score uh, up around twenty goals, um, but he's a pretty important part of the team. And yes, I, I there are, there are nights I wish he sure. There's a few nights he could play better. You can, you can say that about almost everybody. I, I just here's the thing, Brenda. We know this. There's a portion of the fan base. That is, will he'll never be good enough, and like it, there's a point where I'm like, okay, I'm just, I, I I hear you, I acknowledge you, but I I don't know what you want me to say because he's he's just never going to be good enough. Right, and and I know that this conversation, anytime we we bring up the name because it's such a lightning rod, it's almost a like a f- point of contention. He's coming off his third full season, and by that I mean a third season in which he's played all 82 games. That right there is valued for a player. You know, he played 23 minutes a game last year, which was down from the 25 minutes a game that he played the two previous seasons. So you're already seeing a little bit of a reduction 
reduction in the ice time. And, and I think that we can all agree that's probably a good thing for any player. Even Connor and Leon are expected to play considerably less just to have them more effective in the minutes that you do see them on the ice, if that's even possible. Uh, but that's a, the luxury that you get when your roster is deeper and when your defense is as deep as it is right now. The glaring thing for me, Reed, from Nurse's season last year is the turnover differential of uh, 76 giveaways to just 41 takeaways. 76 giveaways is a lot of giveaways. That's the most he's ever had in a season, and I don't know if the nine fewer that he had the year before were the difference between nine goals or not, but it's it's going in the wrong direction there. So to me, that number going in the right direction would constitute more of a successful season. Yeah, I, I think occasionally he's guilty of trying to do too much. Sure. Like, he wants to make that splash play. But I think he's better at managing that than he used to be. Uh, again, the giveaway stat is one I that's a little bit subjective. And you'd probably have to divide that by minutes played. 780-496-0063. Uh, text out of Ontario says Nurse is an elite two-way defenseman. The only D-man on the Oilers that needs to learn defense is Evan Bouchard. He's got a barb for Bouchard. <laughs> a healthy CC will rejoin Nurse as a top pairing. Bouchard will uh, slide to the Barry spot eventually. Limit five-on-five five time and uh, running the first power play unit. So this is a, a Nurse truther and a Bouchard detractor here out of Ontario. He must be well, from and not London. <laughs> I mean, look, but here's another thing, folks. Evan Bouchard is going to, 10 years from now, 10 years from now, we're going to get the same text about Evan Bouchard. We might get it next year. when He's going to sign a deal that begins with an eight. No, but that's what I mean. Like We're going to get the same text oh, about yeah. Bouchard's defensive ability 10 years from now when he's in his early 30s. And again, to reference things I heard when I was younger, Paul Coffey. <laughs> Can't play defense, doesn't hit. But I, but I thought Ekholm put it well at the end of the season that players are in the NHL because they have elite strengths to their game. So Evan Bouchard is a right shot power play, excellent power play defenseman that now has that role with Barry Gaunt. Has a top five shot in the league. I mean, eight or nine years ago when I was first working with Rob, we were hoping Corey Potter could be that. I mean, there's no there's no comparison. Like, Rob and I took call after call. Need a right shot, Dean. Need a right shot, power play specialist. So, you're right. Evan Bouchard has defensive deficiencies. That's not why he's on the team. And it's it's the coach's job and his teammates' job to work around that. Ekholm has helped. But Ekholm gave, like, Ekholm gave a great clip at the end of the season. Like, he said, you can't limit what he's good at. Like, you can't f- drill onto his deficiencies so much that he stops doing what he's good at. Right? Like... I like football a lot, and I, I know there's a lot of different comparisons, and it's more specialized. But you know, you don't you don't criticize the wide receiver because he missed a tackle after his quarterback threw a pick. Like it's not really his. <laughs> they were specialty. doing that today, <laughs> criticizing <laughs> the Buffalo Bills punter for not making a tackle the tackle on Xavier Gibson on that play that cost them the game. Yeah, so, so but that, he, that does happen. But here's <laughs> but here's why. Uh, like like when I talk about hockey, I 
it's so complex, and and so much of it is about how the pieces fit together, right? It's it's not like football where there's a set play, or even basketball to some extent where you can set something up once you get get into half court. So, Evan Bouchard's deficiencies are, I think, apparent, um, and I, and I think sometimes you have to accept he's not going to turn into somebody else. You know, he's not going to. He's not going to turn into Serge Savard or Jeff Bukaboom or whoever, right? So he gets points. He gets points from the back end. He makes great passes from the back end, Hyman in overtime. He he can rip the puck on the power play. Those are all positive things. So that's why he's was playing, you know, 22, 23 minutes a night once he really got on the power play because the coaches said, we need those strengths on the ice and we can work on the deficiencies and having Eck home helps him. Uh, and the, the one texter who said, I know it's come up before, a, a healthy CC helps nurse, right? So it's how do these pieces fit together? So, you know, I get it. Sometimes there are glaring errors in which it's 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 one player who is, is responsible for a goal, but hockey's a complex thing. Like I always talk about that Marshall show goal where he tapped in the puck on the one inch line. I don't think it was his hat trick goal. It might've been his second goal when the Oilers got eliminated. Like, so many things on that play. Like, does Skinner need to handle the rebound better? Yes. Shouldn't go straight up in the air, even off your shoulder. you got to find a way to get to the corner. Then once that happens, should there be at least one Oilers defender in front of the net to sweep the puck out of there or cross-check Marcheseau in the teeth before he can score? Yes. I mean, Marcheseau had the equivalent of a quarterback sneak with no defense to put that, <laughs> to put that puck in. So, you know, like, hockey is such a furious... A game of constant adapting to a bouncing puck and getting slashed and getting hooked and trying to find the puck. You know, how do all these five guys work together on the ice, cover for each other, uh, and support each other? And and I think the Oilers, with more experience and, and better talent, have players who can play to their strengths and they got to avoid the big mistake. And that's why I really like Leon's clip that he gave last week. We are good at winning games. We're not quite as good as not losing them mm-hmm. and this team that has taken a lot of steps in the last three or four years you know learned from some disappointments uh you know the gm has made some moves they've made a coaching change that's been good uh they, they brought in more talent they've gotten older they've gotten wiser so now i think that's that last step and they, and they have improved in that as well don't don't give away a game don't give away a game you know understand it's okay if it's one one for 40 minutes uh, and then that's where Vegas, I think, outlasted them a little bit, right? That they, they avoided the big mistake and, and grabbed momentum when the Oilers couldn't. I don't know if I answered your question about Darnell Nurse, but there are some thoughts for I you. I was going to say, I, that was <laughs> 17 minutes ago. I don't even remember what the question was. Um, are you worried at all, just before we get to a quick break here, Reed, are you worried at all about uh, the fact that Gabriel Landeskog is starting the season on long-term IR? I know we kind of brought oh, this up. Oh, they're going to hide the, him all the year? Are, are they burying their captain all they year? Might and then be. they're yeah, just going to unleash him as he's healthy in, in March, yeah, they but might. just take some extra time? Like uh, it, it seems to be something that Edmonton is now contending with almost every single year and they ha- they were not benefiting from that right now right Kane didn't stay on the injured right. reserve and allow them to make a big addition and then come back in time for playoffs they didn't play that game you know but Colorado has an opportunity to and I'm seeing the mad guys like uh, even like a Tatar they're they're buying they're still in right now so is, th- is there any fear of that uh, in your mind yes well, I'm not fear maybe but that's a consideration <laughs> that seems though they could do that and but 
again, they're not abusing the rule. That they're actually like they're not cheating. And who who all like it's it's not that Gary Bedman and Bill Daly made this rule about the salary cap, and teams are like, well, we don't like that. No, the teams are fine with it because they <laughs> they know they're all thinking one day, well, this might benefit us. So if Colorado uses it to their advantage, I guess good for them. Yeah, I suppose that's. Uh... I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll take a break here. People are really mad now. at the Bills punter? Hmm? People, oh, yeah. Well, I was watching uh, Pat McAfee today, who is a former punter in his own right, saying maybe, you know, you try and tackle his tackle his waist and not his head, and maybe it's a different result. But uh, let's be real. That wasn't the reason they lost that no, game. No, they're kicking they? a field goal from where they are if he's tackled inside the 20 to win the game. Well, exactly. Yes. Let's let's talk about Josh Allen's three interceptions <laughs> if you want to go back to, you know, things in a sequence that ultimately uh, you could look back on. It's 6.49 in Edmonton. we got Inside Sports coming up in about 11 minutes. Well, 15 if you include the news. We'll tell you what's on that show when we come back on Oilers Now. Winding down here on the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. Bob back in the big chair tomorrow. Well, I guess he's in the hotel room chair tomorrow because he'll be in Penticton. Well, I think he's going to be lying on a beach chair. Skaha Lake. Skaha Lake. Is that, is that, one, is that one of the lakes there? I think it's one of them. It's Lake it's, Okanagan. Yeah, that's... And then I think it's Skaha Lake. I've been to Penticton for this tournament. I have not. I went there. I played a high school soccer game there. That was a long trip for Cam- from Kamloops. It's three and a half hours to Penticton to play a-, a high school soccer game. Wow, I didn't know you played high school soccer. I did. Were you well, a keeper? I was a keeper. Oh, and, good. Uh, yeah, now I have a buggered up hip flexor that nobody cares about. So <laughs> well, anyway, what's coming up on your show certainly tonight? Certainly not me. <laughs> What is coming up in your show we tonight? Are, uh, we got lots. We got Mark Cordy on the show. New contract uh, yeah. for the uh, Elk Center. Three years. I mean, that's an eternity in the Canadian Football League. So good for him. Former Bear. Makes uh, sense. It'd be nice if it was Cordy snapping to Ford for <laughs> a few years to come. Yeah. As they get set to take on uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, I want to get to some... Uh, I actually, got, I've got a couple of messages rolling into my inbox throughout the day, so we'd like to catch up on uh, on those. And uh, Tim Anger from Football Alberta gonna, is going to tell us what's going on there as well. We'll talk a little Oilers, a little more Elks, and uh, I don't know, maybe I'll give away a shirt tonight. We'll see. Good, good. Nothing from Polly from Macaulay yet today. I haven't seen anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing for Folly and Macaulay. Text okay. of the year candidate from a couple of weeks ago. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, this day in Oilers history. <laughs> for New West Travel, uh, join the four-night Nashville road trip. Fly nonstop with Flair Airlines. Watch the Oilers play the Predators this October. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Go back to 1987. The Canada Cup was underway, and Grant Fear got the starting goal. Wayne Gretzky tallied five assists, including on Mario Lemieux's game winner. Team Canada beating the Soviet Union. I think all those games ended 6-5 that year. Some of the, the greatest tournament I've ever seen. Some of my greatest memories really? watching hockey, the 87 Canada Cup. Just phenomenal. And those three games against the Soviet Union in the final. See, and it just, just epic. enrages me. It genuinely enrages me that my generation has not been able to experience something like that. You like, got the Crosby goal. Yeah, yeah, but there wasn't the same, you know, political undertones, the Cold War going on at that time, all that stuff that made hockey very interesting at that time that we look back on. I don't know that it's the same these days. So let's let's just work toward an international best on best. Can we do that? Apparently, they've got yeah, it they in the Yeah, they won a World Cup, uh, what, 20, 
2025. 25. Just, yeah, talked with Elliot about that. He says they're gunning for February, but obviously pretty well everything's hung up in the war right now. Do we now, want to so. shut down the season either? I think you do away with the all-star break. Well, they'd have to. I mean, yeah. corporately, they're never going to have, to me, that's too much of a moneymaker. I think it's too much of a league showcase. But if you're going to pull the players privately, I would yeah. almost guarantee you they would rather either have a break or go represent their country than have the all-star and, break. And as I often say, and of course I love hockey and I want Canada to do well, international hockey is a bit of an oxymoron. It, like Hockey is tries to have international tournaments without really being an international sport. You know, like the the World Cup has 32 teams and there's like 17 good countries that don't get in the World Cup. Right. Hockey's like, can we get to 10 and make it competitive? I don't know. <laughs> well, the growth of the game internationally is something we haven't even really been to see, been able to see. You know, you get a glimpse of it, I suppose, at the World Juniors, but in reality, Olympic hockey has been absolutely nothing like what we right. uh, grew to expect. I mean, every other aspect of the Olympics is best on best, except for that. That's not a nice representation of our sport, but... It's not going to change from here on my soapbox. We just have to hope that something changes maybe in the geopolitical climate that allows for more flexibility there. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Appreciate you jumping in here and bailing me out for the last half hour. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say coming up after this next newscast. It's been Brendan Escott in with you for Bob Stoffer, who makes his return from Penticton 5 o'clock tomorrow night on Oilers Now. Hope you'll join us then.